Hello, everyone. Welcome in. This is the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Johnson. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. We've made it through one holiday and we are on to the next. So I'm so grateful that you're joining us today. We're going to be talking about prophecy today for just a few minutes. Uh, But before we do that, as always, please like, share, subscribe, get the Grace Point Daily podcast out there to other people. I thank you. I thank all of you that are are so encouraging. Some of you that have messaged me, DM me just saying, hey, thanks for the podcast. It encourages me. It lifts me up. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. The Grace Point Daily podcast exists to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. Today, I have a very special guest with me, and he is uh, here on the Grace Point Daily Podcast for the very first time, Pastor Justin Bella. How are you? I'm doing good today. Well, hey, welcome to the podcast. You are new to Grace Point Church. You're new to Southern Missouri. How's it going? Tell us who you are, actually, first. Uh, My name is Justin Bella. I'm a kids pastor here at Grace Point Assembly of God. And I just, I like to have fun, but I like to share God's Word, too. Cool. Well, we will, we'll probably should actually do a, a Grace Point Daily Podcast just on your story sometimes so that the, the listeners, those in our audience, can get to know you a little bit better. So today we're talking about prophecy uh, in, in what are we supposed to, how are we supposed to handle that as Christians today in this culture? I know that there's probably a lot of different feelings on that, but uh, I'm thinking in terms of it because number one, let's, let's just set the record straight. I believe in prophecy. I believe that it is a valid gift to the church and to the body of Christ and to its believers. We wouldn't be Christians if it wasn't for, for prophecy. You know, I mean, we're, we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas which is the fulfillment of prophecy after prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. So I am a believer in Christ, and my Savior Jesus is the fulfillment of prophecy. For, so for me to say prophecy is irrelevant would be sound ridiculous, right? Yep. So, I mean, prophecy is valid. It's been valid in the Old Testament. It's been valid in the New Testament. But I think today, how, how do we how do we handle prophecy? Because you have a lot of different things going on. So for example, uh, we're, we just got done with the political season and we had a lot of modern day prophets out there. And a lot of, some of the ones that I was listening to were, were talking about, there's going to be a red tsunami, tsunami. There's going to be a a red wave that, you know, that um, the Republicans are going to take over the country. And sure, for those of us that are Christians, that are followers of Christ, we tend to be conservative. We tend to be Republicans. I'm, you know, we're not getting political today, but that's just the reality of people who align themselves with Christianity. But that didn't happen. And so I think a lot of people were disappointed. They're like, oh, these prophets are wrong, or what do we do? And all hope is lost, you know? And then you have other things, like just, I think, was it just a year ago? It was the blood moons, uh, and there's a bunch of people out there. Jesus is coming back, and, um, you know, he's going to return, and the blood moons. And, and I remember that night, uh, in Utah where I was at the blood moon, I went out there and I just kind of, I was kind of, I guess, cynical or joking. I was like, well, man, I thought Jesus coming back was going to be a little bit more exciting than this. But anyway, (laughs) so we have prophecy today and today we want to give you kind of our take on what we need to do with it, how we need to handle that, because it really can be, we do have to be careful because with prophecy, we can start following people that are going to take us in wacky, weird directions, but at the same time, we have to be open to it. So let's just talk through that, Pastor Justin. Let's give some of our advice, some of our take on how people should be handling prophecy in this day and age. Uh, I believe that, you know, with every prophecy, you need to go back and uh, focus on Scripture, on the Word of God. Because there are a lot of prophets out there that are claiming they, they see this or they, this isn't going to happen. 
But if it doesn't line with scripture, you know, when you were talking about a couple of the prophecies in the past, you know, I always remember the books, you know, you know, 88 reasons why God's going to come back in 1988. <laughs> right. And then the next year, you know, 89 reasons, you know, those weren't lined up with scripture. So when you, when you look at prophecy, you always need to go back to the Bible and see what the Bible says about it. Right. And then you need to pray about it too. Yeah. I remember too, even 2000, right? Y2K. Yeah. I remember I was working at a hotel as a valet parking driver. And that night we were handing out all these kits because I mean, for the Christians, it was like Jesus is going to come back. But even for our culture, our society, they thought, you know, the, uh, once the clock strikes zero computers, mm-hmm. nuclear bombs are going to go off and those Planes kind of things. Planes are falling out of the sky. And yeah. Yeah. And so we really kind of get a little crazy with some of the stuff and it can take us in wacky directions. But the first thing I think which is completely valid is that we have to have the word. We have to be word centered. We have to be word people. I, you know, there's a guy I was talking to the other day. Uh, we were talking about prophecy a little bit in our church and he said, well, I, it's got to be the word. It's got to be the word. And I completely agree with that, that it always has to come back to the word. And guess what? The word says Jesus is going to come back. I mean, the world is going to end at, at some point. Yeah. And these people who out there who say he's going to come back at this time and going to be come back at this time. It says in the Bible that no one will know the time and day. Only God, the father knows the time and day when he's going to come back. So when I look at when people start telling me prophecies about, oh, he's going to come back at this time. I was like, it's, it doesn't say in the Bible yeah. when he's going to come back. <laughs> so I'm just going to have the faith and trust in God that I know he's going to come back. Yeah, I think the only one interesting note that I, I had, uh, I think it was a year or two ago, I was at a conference, Christian Motorcycle Association conference, and there was a couple different ministries there. One was the Jesus Film, the other was Wycliffe Bible Translators, but they brought an, up an inter- interesting point, because going back to the Word, the Bible says, until the gospel is preached to all humanity, he will not return. Yeah. Uh, and there was two stats that both of them brought up that they said uh, that around 2025, that the, the gospel would be available to every tribe and language basically in the world, which I thought that was, now that's exciting because there's some meat there. There's some statistical analysis that says, okay, kind of by this time frame, the gospel is going to be more available or potentially available to the entire world, which means, okay, now I can get a little bit more excited because Jesus is coming back. So I think we have to be it's just it's a t- it's a tough balance because Jesus is 100% absolutely going to return. Yes. He is. We don't know the time, we don't know the hour, but he is going to return. We have to be proclaiming that, we have to be expecting it, we have to be waiting for it as the believers in the fall of Christ, but we have to be careful not to get I guess too crazy with it. Yeah, we just as Christians, we need to know that it's going to happen and we just need to do the the great commission. Go out and share the word with people. Yeah. And, and, and that's the word. The word tells us we're supposed to be going, we're supposed to be sharing. And so for some people that are <laughs> wanting Jesus to come so bad, uh, back so badly, hey, go share the gospel. Go, yeah. go tell someone about Jesus. And, and that, I think, should, in a sense, be our focus. And, and I really do think that th- there are some people that are really gifted in the study, in the preaching, in the uh, of prophecy. I've just never been that guy because I've just kind of landed on that point where I'm like, okay, I don't know when Jesus is coming back. I know he is coming back, but until then, I'm just going to try to live in obedience to him and tell others about him. I'm the same way. It's just, we just have to have faith and just trust God that he knows what he's doing. 
So the word, I mean, and that, that's pretty practical and that's pretty real. But again, I want to, uh, one thing I do want to say is that we continue to maintain this, this openness um, to, to prophecy, you know, and that, that we, we stay open to hearing the prophets mm-hmm. and what people are trying to prophesy and what people are trying to say. And uh, I think, you know, just because maybe, for example, going back to this example of politics, just because this red tsunami didn't happen doesn't necessarily mean that those prophets are horrible, evil people. I mean, I, I confess today that there's times that I try to hear the voice of God, and I bet you that I don't always get it right. Yep. With the the political, I didn't get to get into that much, but um, we just have to pray about it. If we think that God is wanting to share something, we just need to pray about it and see if that's what he really wants us to share. There's a couple I was reading in this article called called Hard Times for the Prophets by Andrew Wilson. Uh, you can Google that and, and find it, I'm sure. But he gave a couple valid points that I think are great, too. As you just said, the pursuit of prophecy uh, did not undermine the sufficiency of Scripture at all. Or or basically saying prophecy shouldn't undermine scriptures which we mm-hmm. which we already talked about so if it gets weird or outside of scripture we need to run from that kind of stuff because it can take us in bad directions but then he also talked about paul in first corinthians he said prophecy is given for strengthening encouraging and comfort so out of prophecy that's some of that should come out of there that there should be a a strengthening there should be an encouraging and there should be a comfort that comes into the life of the church because of that prophetic word that's spoken. Yeah, if if you have a prophecy that uh, all it does is make you afraid and scared, then it, I wouldn't agree with that. I would have to double-check it to make sure if it's right. And it should. It, another thing he noted here from 1 Corinthians, it brings it, it brings unbelievers to a place of conviction and worship. So our, our prophecy should draw unbelievers... Uh, to Jesus Christ, it, it it should bring them to. So if the result of our prophesying just leads to wackiness and weirdness, that's not a good thing because it should ultimately draw people to Christ. It should. It should you should always be focusing on God. Uh, the, the conviction, it should be uh, should be given in turn. Uh, and I like how he says here, which is scripture, it should be weighed by the church, you know, that we shouldn't just take everything, you know, like we, we should weigh it. We should... We should say, okay, Lord, is this a word from you? Um, and, and you know what I'm saying? Take on take on that word and not just easily accept every word. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. You know, any prophecy you hear, you should pray about it your, your own and to s- see if God, if that's what God want, is wanting you to hear. And it should be, here's where I, I fall to, which Paul said in 1 Corinthians, we should eagerly desire the gift of prophecy. You know, some people, I think the danger becomes, again, that we, we sway too far in either direction. Some people say, well, I'm just, I'm just going to stand on the word, brother. I don't need prophecy. And that, that's not good because the Bible tells us we should eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, one of which is prophecy. We should desire that in the church. Yeah, we should. There's, there's many gifts out there. And we should be wanting to have those gifts. And I think the the one thing that um, I guess I, I could probably easily accept or embrace that is harder for some people based on their personality is there's the things that God does through us sometimes are just going to look and sound weird. I mean, go back to Acts chapter 2, right? Oh, they sound very weird that day. The day of Pentecost came. 
They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire came, separated, rested on each and every one of them. They were all filled with other the Spirit, began to pray in other tongues. What did people say? They were drunk. They were drunk with wine. I mean, people thought it was what God was doing was weird. Was that a legitimate move of God? Absolutely. Was that scriptural? Was that Jesus? Absolutely. But yet it was still weird to people. So I don't, you know, I don't want to be weird, but I know that if we're really pursuing the spirit, because the things of God are not of human origin, they are not to the human mind. They can't discern that. So that's, what's hard too, is, you know, the the people, this world, they can't discern the things of the spirit because they're not walking in the spirit. And so that's going to be hard for them to embrace the things of the spirit. But we have to, that's where we come in. And that's where they came in on the day of Acts where they said, Hey, this, this is a God thing that's happening right now. This is, and and what did, what did Peter say? This is what was prophesied about in the, this is what the Bible talked about was going to happen. And ultimately I think prophecy should ultimately declare the wonders of God. It should, it should preach. It should tell of who God is. To me, that I, one time I can't remember what I was listening to, but to me, that's the that's the that's the simplest way that I can explain a defined prophecy. It's just declaring God. It's declaring God to other people. You know, sometimes uh, when we think of the wacky stuff, sometimes prophecy has become like you're a Christian fortune teller. Yeah, and, and that's not what prophecy is. Prophecy is declaring who God is, what He has done, what He is doing, and what He is going to do in the hearts and lives of people. That's prophecy. And we should be prophesying every day. Every one of us should be prophesying. We should be declaring the wonders of God. We should be, you know what I'm saying? You agree with that? Yeah, I agree that we should be telling what, what God had done in our lives and what, what he will do in the future. So in one sense, we're, we're all prophets. We are prophets of God that are, should be prophetically speaking each and every day. Now, that's not the the set point of this show, there is a gift of prophecy, you know, that is used in the church where God gives a specific word for a specific people and a time and location. That's valid too. So anyway, I hope that you're encouraged, uh, um, that we brought some good advice for you that I don't want you to run away from prophecy. I want you to receive the prophetic word that God is speaking through many different people, uh, across the world, but just, just take it, munch on it and make sure that that you're right with God and that you're hearing from God. I want to close on this point. Here's where another place that I land in terms of prophecy. I remember one time we had a group of people that came to our church uh, from another church that was very prophetically driven. Uh, And the danger that I saw there was that they, they became so dependent on getting a prophetic word from someone else that they ceased to know how to hear God's voice themselves. And what I communicated to them is to, just to say, listen, my job as a pastor is to teach you how to hear the voice of God so that you don't become dependent on my voice. And whether it's a prophetic movement, whether it's a faith movement, whether it's a Pentecostal movement, I do think that's a danger today is that some people get way too committed to someone, to, to someone else's voice rather than God's. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Some people, I, I want you, if you're listening today, I want you to know how to hear the word of God. Because look through the Bible. Again, going back to the Bible, what does it say? It says the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to the prophets. God spoke to Samuel. It, God, God doesn't need to run to talk to Justin, to talk to so-and-so, to talk to me. God wants to talk to you. That's the, that's the beauty of the relationship that we now have with Christ is that he wants to speak to you directly. It's not that, listen, it's not that when I'm preaching on Sunday that that's not important. It's not that, that I don't have a role. It's not that um, when I preach, like, well, listen, Pastor Jeremiah, I don't need to hear from you. I'll just hear from the word of the Lord myself. Uh, and what I wanted to bring up is, you know, anybody can hear from the word of God, even kids, you know, because God yeah. did speak to Samuel. Yep. When he was uh, just a child. Well, hey, I thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I encourage you, we encourage you, that you would hear the word of the Lord, that you wouldn't get concerned of, you know, hey, Jesus might come back today. He might. He might come back tomorrow. But the goal is that you would live a life of faith. You'd live a life of obedience, that you yourself would take each and every day to prophesy, to declare who God is, declare what he's done in your life, declare what he wants to do in the hearts and lives of other people. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next time.